Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Going back to the West Her Hotline because ESPN's Brooke Pryor joins me now. She covers the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'm happy to have her along in the program. Brooke, good morning to you. Thank you so much for uh, for making time for us over here in Western New York. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I thought that we were going to have a quiet off season, and uh, no, last week, the the late part of last week, things uh, heated up a little bit here in Pittsburgh. Come on, you know better, especially when you're in an AFC that has some teams at the top that you're chipping away at. The Pittsburgh Steelers are kind of uh, is 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 using the term like identity crisis. Is that is that? too extreme for maybe what's happening it sort of feels like they're watching the Cleveland Browns get better obviously they lost to Cleveland in the playoffs after uh, talking a little bit of trash about you know kind of maybe taking for granted the 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 sort of place that Cleveland has been in that division for the better part of ever um and they're also looking what the Ravens are doing it's like is identity crisis like a fair assessment I think so. I mean, that's honestly, that is the exact term that I've used for this team ever since they announced that Ben Roethlisberger was going to come back on this uh, restructured one-year deal. Um, obviously, there's some more years on the back end, but the contract voids after this season. So on the one hand, they want to win one more for Ben. They want Ben to go out, you know, win another Lombardi. But on the other hand, you look at the rest of the team around him, and given the release of David DeCastro this week, it, it only furthers this point that the rest of the team is kind of building for the long haul, but the team wants to win now, but they also want to win in the future, so they're kind of caught between two worlds right now. And DeCastro was really the last piece of this you know, stalwart offensive line that had guys like Marquise Pouncey and Al Villanueva, uh, Ramon Foster, I mean, Marquise Pouncey actually posted on Instagram either last night or this morning um, a picture of all four of those guys mm. and just talking about you know what what legends they were and it's like, yeah no kidding none of them are here now yet you've still got a 39 year old quarterback you've yeah. got to protect you've got to make some holes for this first round running back that you've invested in so the Steelers are really I mean yes they brought in Trey Turner that's a big upgrade on the line, given that there was, a, I mean, pretty much a question mark where David DeCastro um, 
where the the spot he was vacating, but it, it's still, I mean, identity crisis is exactly what the Steelers are going through right now. So, Brooke, I mean, obviously a lot of the attention uh, this offseason was sort of focused in on the Steelers draft. You know, what were they going to do in, in the first round, and would that first round pick sort of give a sneak peek into what the team, the organization sort of thought of themselves? And going Najee Harris, I think was basically everyone's mock draft um, selection, but I think there was a faction of, of the media, people that did mock drafts, that sort of left the door open to say like, hey, this team needs offensive line, especially just to keep Big Ben upright. We know he's not the most mobile. I I think he's the kind of guy, right, he doesn't even take quarterback sneaks. Like, he's not the guy that wants the ball in his hands more than a couple of seconds. He wants to throw the ball quickly and and sort of be a facilitator for some of the playmakers around him. So the fact that they go running back, does it feel to you, especially the style of player that Harris is, are you getting the feeling that they're maybe trying to sort of recreate the, I don't know, the the running back out of the backfield pass catcher that they had before Le'Veon Bell sort of moved on and ultimately, you know, kind of that was sort of the end of his career. But like, are you do you, are, are you envisioning maybe some more of that feel where where Ben is really utilizing the running back position in the passing game like he did when Le'Veon Bell was around? Yeah, I think that's exactly what they want to do. And you're right. I mean, I think every single mock draft I saw had Najee Harris going to the Steelers, and then I think it caused some of us to overthink it. Like, there's no way this team is going to pick the exact person that we're all mocking to them. And so they're like, well, maybe they will go O line. Maybe this is just a lot of misdirection, but. I mean, this team has been so vocal about needing to rejuvenate the run game. I mean, they started saying it two years ago after James Conner spent most of the season hurt and was just ineffective. This last year, more of the same from him. He just he peaks early in the season, and then it was just kind of a downhill ride from there. And the offense as a whole, you can tell, is just not as good when the run game isn't going. They get very one-dimensional, and they get very predictable. And the last two off-seasons, the charge – from both Art Rooney II, from GM Kevin Colbert, from Mike Tomlin, from all of the decision-makers has been, we need a better run game. This is our commitment. And drafting Najee was their first chance to really show their commitment to that commitment. Um, and I think that, yeah, they like what he can do out of the backfield. They're going to line him up wide. I mean, he is the kind of Swiss Army knife that this offense needs, especially if, they're going to try to, to win now with Ben and win in the future. I mean, this is the guy, you know, not, not to put too much on his shoulders, but this is the guy that can kind of bridge this identity crisis yeah. that will do everything he can to help them win now, but should also be a piece for the long-term future and health of this organization. Speaking of the future and long-term health of the organization, I think a, a big part of that, Brooke, is going to be the next contract for T.J. Watt. Obviously, you know, Bud Dupree, who, um, you know, the the organization drafted, but then, you know, let walk this offseason, he gets... Go- I, I I'm a bit I like Bud Dupree, but I think he was he was massively overpaid on the on the free agent market. But that is just generally the culture of the NFL. If you make it to free agency and you are close or at top of your position, particularly one with the value of pass rusher, you tend to get overpaid. So I, it overpaidment. But I, the production was there on the field for Bud Dupree. Where do you stand on the Steelers' sort of future on signing T.J. Watt to what I would? probably assume is going to be maybe the highest ever or close to the highest ever for a defensive player when 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 they ultimately come to a deal right I mean at this point it's 
it has to happen. Again, for the long-term success of this organization, he is a cornerstone piece of this defense. I really think it's going to revolve around him uh, and the pass rush and the Minka Fitzpatrick and the secondary. Those are two guys that you can build a really strong defense for a long time around. And T.J. Watt is the kind of guy that you don't have to worry when he's missing OTAs or, or anything like that because you know he's at home in Wisconsin or wherever he is, he's working really, really hard. This is a guy that you build a team around. And I actually asked him, I was like, well, what, what is the status of your contract situation? And he kind of smiled and he was like, well, I'm, I'm not going to talk about that right now. You know, I'm out of respect for the process. I'm not going to say anything. But the little smirk hmm. that he gave before he answered, A, told me he knew exactly that that question was coming, and B, that he's not going to be left out high and dry. I mean, sure. the Steelers are not going to let their top two pass rushers walk in, you know, in, in close seasons there. I mean, Bud Dupree was always going to be a luxury to bring back, especially because they drafted Alex Highsmith. But T.J. Watt is the guy that, that just makes everything go. You love his energy, his hustle, his work ethic. He sets the tone for the rest of that defense. And if this extension had to come a year ago, I – I would maybe not be so sure about it because of their cap situation right now with Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, they have so much money tied up in older guys right now that that problem is solved after the season. When Ben Roethlisberger comes off the books, they've got plenty of cap space. That's plenty of of resources to dedicate to TJ Watt. And I think that that's an investment they're going to feel good about and one that they are very comfortable making. So, Brooke, I, I want to kind of rewind a little bit to, I think, a part of the conversation that maybe gets re-brought up here with where you were going with the T.J. Watt contract, which is the quarterback position. And I think in the NFL right now, there's an argument to be made that if, if the hierarchy of position value goes from quarterback, what's the number two? And guys that can get after the quarterback, whether that's pass rush or in some cases maybe even corner nowadays um, is starting to see that value go up and up and trying to stop some of these offenses and high caliber quarterbacks the Steelers decided you know listen I I thought it was a mistake for them to not get into the quarterback sweepstakes particularly with a guy like Justin Fields who's falling in that draft um, because you just don't know when you're going to have those kind of opportunities to get quarterbacks in particular when you're the Steelers who are trying to go for it this year they have no plans to be drafting in the top 15 Big Ben is done after this year, which I I would, unless he just has a renaissance type um, season this year and he reclaims like his 2017 and 18 form and all of a sudden his, his career extends two years, three years, this sort of seems like this is it for Big Ben in the final year and they don't really have anybody to turn to at the quarterback position. So if you're TJ Watt, what I mean, does that sit in the back of your mind at all when you're when you're signing a long term contract with a team that doesn't have the quarterback position figured out and several other young other players at other important positions also kind of not quite figured out? I, I just it's the, between the rock and the hard place that you were kind of talking about these two positions, these two realities that they exist in, and one of them is if they don't have a quarterback, but they've got you know great pieces around the team with T.J. Watt and some of these other players like. What do you do if you are a guy like T.J. Watt looking at that? Does that sit in the back of your mind at all? You know, I, if it does, I think it is uh, easier to handle. It's easier to quiet that voice when you look at the payday that they are going to give you. I mean, that amount of money, I, I think that he would be just fine with it. And 
the Steelers, you, yes, they are about to hit a really rough transition time with the end of the Ben Roethlisberger era, trying to figure out what comes next at the quarterback position. But this is also a team that hasn't had a losing season under Mike Tomlin. I mean, the Steelers, it's been a long time since we've been in like the dark era of the Steelers where things just fall apart and they're not relevant. I don't think that this is an organization that lets that happen. I don't know what kind of magic trick they have to pull to figure out and stabilize the quarterback position, but you know, I, I agree with you that I was a little bit surprised that they did not make a play for a quarterback in the second or third round. Um, but I think that they feel like they have figured that out or at least potentially figured it out by bringing in a guy like Dwayne Haskins, mm-hmm. who l- potential low-risk, high-reward, I mean, it's a league minimum deal, only a year. At this point, it, he doesn't even have a guaranteed roster spot. He has to fight you know, with Josh Dobbs and Mason Rudolph for that in training camp. But I think that they viewed bringing in Haskins as, uh, as drafting a quarterback, as kind of a developmental project. Um, the, the complicating factor with Haskins is while he's saying everything right right now and looks good on the field right now, you're not really going to know how that gamble is going to pay off until later in the season, maybe if you know Ben goes down for a game and you put him in, like it, it's going to be a while before you figure out if this is actually sure. a tenable solution. But TJ Watt is, is a leader on this team, and I think that he has the faith in the Steelers organization that they will figure it out. I mean, this is not a team that's going to turn into the Jets right. overnight. Uh, and I think that he has enough confidence in looking at the pieces around. I mean, Chase Claypool, Najee Harris, Looking at the, the offensive side, on the defensive side, you've got guys like Devin Bush mm-hmm. and Minka Fitzpatrick. I think that they have enough pieces that while they kind of figure out the quarterback position, they will be okay. Granted, it's a big piece, but I, I don't think it's anything that would cause T.J. Watt to panic and be like, just kidding, I, I, don't, I don't want your money. No, thank you. I'd like to hit free agency. I don't see that happening. Right, and ultimately, Brooke, at the end of the day, he's 26 years old, and he's in his fifth-year option this year, and at the end of the day, the Steelers hold a lot of the cards, and the NFL is like that, where if you have a player like T.J. Watt, the NFL gives you multiple opportunities to try to lock him up long-term, whether they use the franchise tag, the transition tag, there there are options for the Steelers, but it sounds like from you anyways, um, that it doesn't really feel like the Steelers are going to need to pull out those cards. This seems like a, a mutually beneficial situation for the Steelers to lock him up, make him one of the higher paid players in the NFL, and for him to remain in an organization that drafted him and has seen his best days. I think, I think from that perspective, it just ma- it makes a lot of sense. I just I view it as, and I think you're right in saying like this is the Steelers. This isn't like the Jets or something. This isn't an organization that it's going to fall apart just because their you know long time a long time starting quarterback and Super Bowl winning quarterback decides to retire. And I think that's maybe the the fine balancing line that that. It exists as the organization is in is in the type of place where they sort of have earned that respect particularly with with Watt right yeah exactly I mean I, I think that he I, I think it a benefits him that he has an older brother that's in the league yeah. that kind of sees how things work um, I mean the Watt family as a whole I think is very level-headed I think he is very level-headed from especially from the business perspective and I mean yeah you look at the the Steelers they're not going to let themselves fall off. They're going to devote the resources to T.J. Watt, and then they're going to devote the resources to people around him to make sure that this is a competitive team. I think similar in the way that they're doing with Ben Roethlisberger right now in trying to give him some resources around him to be successful by doing things like re-signing Juju to this essentially a one-year deal, drafting Najee Harris, 
Um, I, I just think that they're going to put their their players, especially their big name, big payday players, in positions to succeed. Yeah, and you know, listen. At the end of the day, uh, by the way, uh, Brooke and I apologize to any New York Jets fans. We're not really, we're not making fun of you. We are not poking fun. Uh, we are just using your organization as example of you know incompetence for a really long time. But having said that, I really like Robert Sala. So you know, let's let's we'll, we'll one compliment for every two uh, pieces of I think you know fun disrespect. Nothing crazy, anyways. Um, Brooke, last thing I have for you is obviously week one. I haven't spoken with you since the schedule was, was released. Bills, Steelers, home opener for the Bills. It's going to be the first time in two years and since the Bills had an appearance in the AFC Championship game that fans will be at 100% capacity. Are you? Or is it in your travel plans? Are you going to be here in Buffalo? I am crossing every finger, every toe that I will be there because I have I've never been to Buffalo um, after a season of not having fans at games yes. and just missing that atmosphere so much, I can't think of a better way to start the season than by going to Buffalo. And I know a lot of Steelers fans would disagree with me on that. I'm, you know, I'm not in it to root for any team or sure. any fan base. I'm in it to enjoy what the fan base presents. And I have a lot of friends who are Bills fans. I have watched a lot of footage of Bills fans at the stadium, at the mm-hmm. tailgating. I'm here for it. I, I don't know what will happen in the game. I hope that it's more competitive uh, than some of the Bills blowouts that we've seen of the Steelers uh, recently, where the Steelers season has kind of not gone so well after those games. Um, I, I'm really excited. I am fingers crossed. I will be there. I'm very glad that it's in September yes. and not December because yes. I don't think I would be hoping as much as I'm hoping to be able to go. I may say, I'll sit this one out. But no, September, I'm there. Yeah, listen, uh, if you need if you need somebody to talk to your manager, uh, Marcel Louis-Jacques <laughs> and I both have your back on this. And listen, if you do end up coming to Buffalo, let Marcel and I know. We will set you up with all of the food places. Uh, Marcel and I have a unofficial food podcast that we've been talking about doing together for for the better part of a year now. Um, but I will make sure that you are set up with breakfast, lunch, and dinner, Buffalo style. So make sure if you get the word and you get the green light, you hit us up. We'll make sure you're taken care of. I'm there. Whether whether they know it or not. That's right. That's right. There. The, food, the food has sold me. Okay, perfect. That's all, that's all that matters. Brooke, thank you so much for making time on your Saturday. I really appreciate it. Enjoy your weekend and the rest of your summer. And you and I will definitely be talking as, uh, as September creeps closer. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.